0: we go i forgot to turn on the okay folks on the podcast now you can hear me um and so we just praise god to to the podcast folks sorry i you're not going to get the introduction over again um so we're just glad that we are here together we got people who exercise and do or take walks or jog to our on our podcast and they listen later on. So they, they do these things. And um, I'm their workout music, I guess. And so it, it's it's great having our podcast and our podcast our loyal podcast followers. We didn't want to disappoint them. So three ways, four ways now that you can hear the gospel message of Jesus Christ and Him crucified from new life. Uh, right now, we got the middle section and this section over here, and we got two of our sections over there to fill up, and a section—well, not fill up, but social distancing on. And so, we really did this right to make sure everyone is safe. Anyway, this morning, I want to talk about this tremendous heritage—a tremendous heritage that God gives. Hey, can you say amen? Amen, And it's supposed to be passed down from our moms, our grandmas, our grandpas and our dads to our children. And so um, this heritage that we have, God said in the Old Testament, raise up your children in the way they should go and they shall not depart from it. Amen. By the way, um, I just have a message for those at, on YouTube um, our church folks, if you're having um, audio problems, you've got to let um, Corey know. So give her, a, send her a message, or call her on YouTube. We're not having that problem with Facebook, but we've had a little bit of problem on YouTube. She just asks you to give her a call so she can address it. And so, um, a tremendous heritage. We're going to be in First Timothy. Um, three through seven today, and I believe this is go- this word is going to bless your life. Let us pray, Heavenly Father. I just thank you and praise you that we can be together today, here inside the church, and also on our virtual campus lord we thank you lord for all the folks that are at home um, with their cup of coffee um, sitting on their comfy couch there um, watching at home we ask you to bless them lord jesus i thank you for all the folks here sitting on our comfy chairs lord that you just bless us today as we look at your word and we thank you lord for the heritage that you give lord open our hearts speak to our minds let us have ears to hear from you lord and lord let your anointing just flow from inside this sanctuary and right into our homes we just praise you and thank you in jesus name amen yeah you, you know I, i'll tell you what there's no better message than jesus christ and him crucified there's no better way of telling people about um, how the Lord uh, loved us so much that Jesus died for all of us so that we can be saved. Can you say amen? So let's get into 2 Timothy chapter 1. And, and, and I, I want you to notice, I, I'll point this out to you after we read uh, verses 3 through 5, but there's some things here that go along with raising kids um verse 3 says and by the way facebook let me just remind you of something this is the good news this is real news this is not fake news this is the word of god and it comes from god himself and god the bible says can not lie so everything i'm going to speak about is comes from the word of god verse 3 says i thank god whom i serve from my forefathers with a pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I might be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that is in you also. Isn't that a good word? Isn't that a good word? I want you to notice something so that we find in verse 3 and 5. Because the things that we find in verses 3 through 5, these things go with raising kids. These things go with raising kids. And these are things that you... Um, need to do as you raise your own children. First thing we find here in verse three is prayer. Is prayer? I think he says, um, "I thank God with whom my forefathers with a uh, I serve with my from my forefathers with a pure conscience." And you know what? He said, "Even though I I went ahead and I terrorized the church. I I, I went ahead and I um, I was." displeasing to god when i went after the church before i was saved i thought i was doing it with a pure conscience and um but it was through complete ignorance but then jesus met me you see you know what we can be as ignorant as we want but when jesus meets you he changes you Did you ever think about that? When Jesus gets a hold of your life, He changes you. And and you know what? We need to put our complete faith in just Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Let's stop putting our faith in the law. And I'm not talking about just the law, you know, the law of Moses. I'm not talking. I'm talking about church law. There's things that we put our faith in, thinking that if I do this or I do that, that's going to get me. That's going to get me in good with God. No, 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 no. Uh, That that's just works. Let me tell you something. If we put our faith in Jesus Christ, if we hold on to Him, if we go ahead and say to Jesus, hey, come on, um, listen to me. If, if we look at Jesus Christ and say, I just have faith in what you did for me on the cross because you said it is finished, then our sanctification becomes real. Then we're able to live for Him. Then our good works become something. We're not doing good works because we're we're trying to be good. No, we're doing good works because we love Jesus so much, it's just an out outlet of our lifestyle of of who we are but too many of us try to get our sanctification because we we live by a list of holiness rules holiness is great we need to be nobody can come into the presence of a holy god unless we're holy amen Amen. but let me tell you something our holiness needs to be founded in the cross because we lift up jesus because we know he said from the cross it is finished so if your your struggles you might be having some of your your addictions you might be having if you would take it to the foot of the cross and just believe jesus said it is finished did you know that he carried your alcoholism on the cross he carried your drug addiction on the cross he carried your temper on the cross come on he Character. I'm having to eat every second of the day on the cross. And he said, it is finished. And we would just believe that what God could do in our lives. Well, then he, we see prayer. So, and, and Paul says, without ceasing, I have, remem- I have remembrance of you in my prayers night and day. We see here in verse 3 the depths that our prayer life should be. The depths of our prayer life should be. We should be praying. You know what? You can pray while you're on the job. Come on. You can, if, if you're walking down the halls of where you work, you can be praying. If you got, if you got a job where you've got a push-up room, you can be praying. If you're working a boring manufacturing job and where you do the same thing over and over like you're a robot with 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 that, that's alive um, you could be praying come on because i'll tell you what uh, I, I give credit to everybody who has to work a manufacturing job but i'll tell you what it'll go time will go by faster if you're if you are getting the word of God in you and you're praying because I'll tell you what for me when i tried manufacturing jobs I that seemed like an it seemed like April. You know how long April was, don't you? And it seemed like it lasted forever, eight hours. And it was like and I just quickly discovered manufacturing jobs was not for me. But prayer, we need to be praying for our kids and lifting them up and our grandkids, grandparents, just know that you have a lot of influence with your grandchildren when it comes to Jesus Christ. Then the next thing we find is tears. Tears um, so often um, accompanying our prayer life. You know? And and those tears are precious to the Lord. Don't be afraid of your tears, man. Oh, 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 I can't let people see my tears. Don't be afraid of your tears, man. They're precious to God. He stores them up in bottles in heaven. Um... As you know, my mother passed away on Friday and uh, I got the call and I thought I was going to be able to visit with her and get my brother and sister and others online to have a good time with her. And I get a phone call while I was working on the sermon this week. And, 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 and they said, you better get here quick. So I jumped in the car and of course the tears want to come because she's leaving. And, and, and I said, wait a second. I had to have a conversation. Do you ever have a conversation with yourself? Sometimes it's a good thing. And I said, wait a second, Pastor David. You've got to be her pastor first and then her son. And you're probably wondering why, because I was her pastor. And I knew what psalm I was going to read with her, favorite psalm, and I was going to pray with her. And, and I get there, and I go through the door, and they say, oh, we're so sorry. She just passed away a few moments ago. And so then I could take my pastor hat off and just be her son. Don't be afraid of your tears. There's times when we have to have that stiff upper lip. Everybody who's grown up in this church knew um, Sister Doris. Well, We called her Sister Doris because she was the mother of the church. And she always was telling us, have a stiff upper lip. You do those crying behind doors. Well, let me tell you something. If if you feel the Holy Ghost on you and those tears start flowing during our service, just minister unto the Lord and let those tears just flow. Because what I've learned up here in the north is that when... Men start having tears flowing. The Holy Ghost is all over them. Down south, it's a little different story When the Holy Ghost gets a hold of men. They start shouting and running. But up here, the tears start flowing. And those tears are precious to God. And our tears often accompany our prayer prayer life, especially for our kids. Then the next word we find here is joy. Joy. <laughs> our children at times fill our life with Joy. Yeah. And Paul can't wait for Timothy. I know that our children can be trying at times, mom and dad, um, but for grandparents, they just fill their lives with joy. Why do you think your parents are so much different with your kids than they were with you? Because um, Calvin doesn't live in their house. Calvin doesn't live in their house, you know what I mean? Uh, And and, uh, I I started getting in my um, Facebook feed, Kelvin and Hobbes and I forgot how funny that strip but boy oh boy my my boy at home is 6 years old I don't dare show him Kelvin and Hobbes most of the time cuz I don't want to give him any ideas <laughs> But children do give us joy. And you know what? Jesus accounted it all joy when He died on the cross for us. And whose children are we? We belong to the Heavenly Father when we become born again. And our lives bring Him joy because when he, our Heavenly Father looks at us, He looks at us through the eyes of Jesus. And He loves us so much. And so then He sends us the Holy Spirit so that we can be built up in Him. And serve him all of our life. The last thing here we find the last word I I want to highlight that's here in three, uh, in verse three through five is faith, faith. Paul recalls the time he first met Timothy, and the young man was invited to join his evangelistic team. Then Paul talks about Timothy's mom and grandmother and their faith that they have passed down to Timothy. This. Here in verse 5, we find it is, that is a tremendous, a tremendous heritage. That faith that was passed on from his grandmother to his mother to Timothy. It's amazing, isn't it? And that was passed down when his father to Timothy, that faith, while his father was a Roman citizen. You see, Timothy's mom married a Roman. She married outside of the, um, the, the Jewish uh, family. And she went ahead and she married a Roman. Now, now I know somebody just said that he was Greek. Um, but the problem, is we can't just say he was Greek. He was a Roman citizen. Timothy didn't have to buy his citizenship. Timothy didn't have to have somebody um, give it to him. He was born a Roman Paul talks about that in the New Testament, that he was. And the other thing about Paul, I don't know how Paul's daddy, who was a Jew, became a Roman citizen. But Paul was born a Roman citizen. That's why they, they would cringe and get fearful that he, they beat him. But faith is the greatest gift God has for us. And I'll talk about that in a moment. So verse 6, Paul tells Timothy to stir up the gift of God. My word, grandmas and grandpas. My word, moms and dads. Let's start challenging our kids to stir stir up that gift that God has put in their life. And the number one gift, if if they're born again, they have Jesus Christ in their heart. They need to stir up that gift of Jesus in their life. They need to stir up the Holy Ghost. They need to stir up the Word of God that they learned especially our Awana kids. I mean, we get them to memorize. Bodhi gets done with his memory work. during the uh, When he does it, he have, when mom comes home for lunch, he can't wait to share. Look at the verse I learned this week. And he shares that with, because he's homeschooled, so we have memory work to do when it comes to his Bible class. Verse 6 says, Wherefore, I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in you by the putting on of my hands. Now, now let's look at this. Let's look. This refers to the entirety of the call of God upon Timothy's life. Let me tell you something. If God has put a calling in your life, I don't care if you've been called to be a nurse. I don't care if you've been called to be a surveyor. I don't care if you've been called to, to, to be the church secretary. I don't care if God's called you to clean toilets. I don't, Stir up that gift that is in you and use it. You know, Paul, for most of his, a lot of his ministry time, he had to be a tent maker. I, that's how I started my ministry for years. I was a tent, I didn't make tents, but I worked outside, I was biovocational. Now, I don't have to be biovocational. But there's nothing wrong for a minister, a young minister, to be biovocational, have, doing the work of the Lord and doing something else. But we need to stir up that gift that God and use it. God intended us to use it. He, Jesus talks about it the gifts that um, the master gave to the people and, and the men. And he gave uh, five to one, three to another, and one to the third guy. And you know what? The two who had stirred up the gift that that they had the gifts that they had the five gave back to the lord ten the guy who had three he doubled it but the guy who had one just buried it in the ground he didn't stir up his gift he didn't use his gift and boy did the lord the master get mad with him and you know the reason that i point that out is that jesus said the kingdom of god shall be like. And he tells us a story so we can understand it. Stir up that gift that's within you. Use that gift that's within you. While you and especially during this time of lockdown. My word, all of you have, all of you have uh, social media. Man, you could reach out to people who don't know Jesus. Get them saved. Can you say amen? amen. Get them saved. This month, um, our general overseer has called us to finish the um, Great Commission. And that this month we get one person that we know, one person who's not saved, one person that, put, that God puts on our heart, that we lead them to the Lord. That one person. He said, can you imagine if everybody in the church of God would do that worldwide? How many people would come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Oh, that's exciting, isn't it? That one person. Focus on that one person. Maybe it's that neighbor that drives you up the wall. Well, you can socially distance because they want to, if they're driving you up the wall, they want to socially distance from you anyway. <laughs> but you can go ahead, hey neighbor, you old crab bucket, <laughs> let me tell you something about somebody who can help you with your crabbiness. And maybe it's because nobody ever talks to them why they're so crabby. Did you ever think about that? People are lonely out there. Connect with them online. Do FaceTime. Connect with them. I, go ahead and call them on the phone. Send them a letter. Tell them you care. Tell them you love them. Yeah, even the crabby neighbor. Tell them that God cares for them and He loves them. Just stir up that gift. That, and everybody, everybody who's hearing my voice has been given a gift to stir up in their life that God wants you to use. Then Paul talks about laying on of hands. Now, now let me tell you something. This does, doesn't mean that Paul bestowed this gift upon young Timothy. No, the gift came from God. This just verified that Paul knew what was already there. I remember when I went to, um, regi- went to apply at uh, um, Christian Life College outside of Chicago. And I had to go for an interview with the dean of students. And so I went in there and uh, while we sat there, the Holy Spirit came into the room and confirmed to Pastor Schmidt that I uh, was called of God. He says, I can feel the calling and I can see the calling all over your life. And he welcomed me to the school because that's one of the things they did. They wanted to make sure they had people who had a calling on their life to come to the Bible college. In fact, when I graduated from Um, lee university they said you're you're one of the you have more bible credits than most people who graduate from here that's because i went to um new life and we we had to study every book of the bible as we went through the four years there and so i went to finished up at lee and uh i i you know what I, i don't get prideful for that I just thank God for that. I thank God that my first school taught me things applicable to real life ministry, not just theory. And so I just praise God. And I praise God that we preach the Word here at New Life. I I praise God because we lift up the cross of Jesus Christ. It's not this... Wooden cross behind me that we worship. Don't we worship Jesus Christ? But we, but praise God and the Father and the Holy Spirit. But let me tell you something if our faith isn't centered on the cross, what is it centered on? And so this praying and laying on of hands, this is what we need to do with our kids and grandkids. Come on, grandmas. Come on, grandpas. Come on, moms and dads. I got to tell you a little story from back in Maine. Lee Bowden was my worship leader at my first church, and then he went on to be a great pastor in in northern New England. And and Lee, everybody who knows Lee, he's in heaven today. But everybody who, who knew Lee just loved Lee. But Lee was not always this wonderful, um, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost guy that we all came to know and love. When Lee got saved, you never knew what you were going to get yourself into if you drove with him. I remember I had to follow him through um, Augusta, Maine, once and we got stuck at a stoplight and all of a sudden everybody in his car jumped out of the car and they did a Chinese fire drill. Now I'll tell you what, Lee was not in his 20's or a teenager. He he was in his late 30's and they're doing a and I'm just shaking my head going that's Lee for ya. And you never knew if you were going to drive down the correct side of the road with him if you were in the car. You just closed your eyes and believed God you are going to get there safely. Well before Lee was saved he drank too much and he was a scoundrel and he'd go over to grandma's house and grandma was a great lady in our church and all the ladies older ladies in the church he was related to somehow and he'd go into grandma's house and he'd start telling grandma what he was up to next thing you know she was grabbing her her crisco oil and she had that top off of it and she would chase him all over that house trying to slap him with the oil and anoint him with oil and pray for him and he says if it wasn't for my mother's my grandmother's prayers with all the ladies of the church praying for me i probably would have died he says they prayed for me and i gave my heart to jesus christ and the rest was history come on folks pray for your kids anoint them with oil plead the blood over them plead the blood over them we we don't talk about the blood of jesus in the church enough anymore you know that used to be a staple in the church that used to be a staple amongst us Pentecostals, talking about the blood of Jesus. Let that blood of Jesus just wash over your soul today. It will cleanse you, it will set you free. Uh, put your faith in the work that Jesus did for you on the cross and say, Lord Jesus, I'm struggling with this. I know you carried this just a minute. I know you carried this thing on the cross. And Lord, I'm 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 putting you on the spot because you said it is finished. I'm tired of trying to do it in my own strength. Help me and the Holy Spirit come in flooding because the Holy Spirit can work better in your life when you keep the object of your faith, Jesus Christ and Him crucified. We sometimes handcuff the Holy Spirit when we get our eyes off of Jesus and the Word of God. Can you say amen? Amen. Hmm. And then verse 7, I love this. Verse 7 talks about no fear. No fear. (laughs) No spirit of fear. Come on, some of you have been having the spirit of fear in your life. Some of you have been having the spirit of fear. I hear it from people all the time when when we talk about the coronavirus. Come on. Come on. You know I'm I'm right. You just watch the news and they got you fearful all the time. The best thing we can do is turn off the TV and open our Bibles. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. <laughs> Can you say amen to that? Isn't that good stuff? Oh man, I gotta move. I only got a few minutes left with you today. This, this no fear refers to a this fear he's talking about refers to a disposition of the mind. A disposition of the mind. Jesus, uh, perfect love casts out fear. You got Jesus in your heart, you don't need to have fear. Because perfect love, that's Jesus, casts out fear. Put your faith in Jesus Christ that He's going to keep you. It's God who determines how long we live anyway. Right? My, they told me my mother had another week or so. Nope, God had a different plan for her. The day before, you you better tell your siblings she's only got a week or so. I call my siblings, tell them there's a week or so. We're going to have a Zoom meeting with her. Have a great, have her best friend there from childhood. Have her brother there. Have all these people who love her there. No. And she went peaceful. I mean, the, the hospice nurse said, usually my patients are groping, they're trying to grab a hold of something. Nope, nope, nope. The day before she passed away, she, they had praise music going on in the room because they knew how much she loved praise music. And she just had, the hospice nurse, came in, she, says, she just had her hands lifted up. She's laying on her back, you know, she had her hands lifted up in prayer, following along with the music, just her in the Lord. The next day, so they come in in the morning and they do her vitals and, and, and they check on her and everything's looking good. And all of a sudden, 11.30 came. Her pallor changed. Her breathing changed. Everything changed. And before I could get... And they called me before noon and before I could get there, the Lord took her fast. And she went to glory and she went peacefully. So Peaceful. That's God. I just have to believe the Lord said, enough is enough, Wanda. I'm bringing you home. I'm bringing you home. And you know what? She can think clearly again. No more pain from her arthritis and no more dementia. Oh, glory to God. Walk in the grace of Jesus. Get rid of the fear. Your spirit, you can say to your spirit, spirit? Talk to your spirit, not the, and you're not talking to the Holy Ghost. Now you're talking to your spirit because you're, you're part spirit. Spirit, talk to my mind and say, no fear, because I got Jesus. I got Jesus. In Jesus' name, no fear. I'm walking with him. So the apostle tells the young evangelist not to fear. On this Mother's Day, here are some good gifts God has given us that we find here in verse 7. Number one is power. Power! Uh, This could be said, the spirit of power, when you look at the Greek. The spirit of power. For such comes from the Holy Spirit. The next word we find there is love. Love, again, is given by the Holy Spirit. The next, word we, the next thing we find is sound mind. A, and that is a spirit of self-control. Now let me tell you, let me underline this. It, that spirit of self-control is all made possible by the Holy Spirit who demands that we ever keep our faith in the cross. On the cross at the cross at the cross where i first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away it was there by faith i received my sigh, and now i am happy all the day oh praise god you all know it when you have problems you all start singing it right the old hymns we sing. It's not all the new songs. It's the old hymns we usually sing. Or the old, old choruses. Hmm. Jesus said, let me tell you something. We, we see here power, love, and sound mind. Jesus said this is what is what would happen when we're baptized with the Holy Spirit. What did he say in Acts 1, 8 and verse 8? But you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Think about that. That's what he's talking about. This power here, he's talking about, is that spirit of power. That, that love the Holy Spirit gives and that sound mind. Now everybody thinks when you get baptized, the whole, what I'm getting in front, I get baptized in the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to speak in tongues because that's the initial evidence that you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. But let me tell you something what you're really getting is power, love, and a sound mind. You get the tongues, so that we know that you got filled. Come on, can you say Amen? amen. My word, we want to. You want to know? We want to know. Everybody wants to know that we done. We got done laying hands on you, praying for you, and that you got filled with the Holy Ghost because you start speaking in tongues. By the way, your tongues that you were given was a sign to the unbelievers that they needed to get saved. Hmm. Now some encouraging words here. I'm going to quickly go through these. I'm not going to preach on these. I'm just going to go through these really quickly. Some encouraging words that go along with 2 Timothy 1.7. It's found in Romans 8, 1 and 2 says, and you're going to start, I'm, I'm thinking you're going to start shouting here, and that's okay. Therefore, it is therefore now no come. there there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Can you say amen? amen? And then verse 11 of the same chapter says, but if the spirit of Him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies. Start start living that verse. Come on. <clears throat> and then verse, eight, th- verse 13 says, For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live amen isn't that good stuff i told you those are encouraging words come on oh now my closing words because i gotta get you done here not because i have to because anyway i know you folks at home watching you only have so it's different here everybody here i could preach an hour but at home uh, you don't have the pa- I don't know what it is about watching at home. You don't have the patience. Huh. So give me just a few more minutes. Don't leave yet. You just want me to hear my closing here. Our good heritage comes from the Lord. Amen. It is up to us to pass them along to our children and grandchildren. That's why Timmy is so wanting to get a hold of our Awana kids to make sure that these things are being passed down. And moms and dads from our wana kids, we're going to be sending you friend requests so that we can have better communication with you and you can see what's going on more because Alice is going on more. Our heritage that lasts forever, our heritage that we have that lasts forever is found at the foot of the cross. If you don't know Jesus, will you ask him into your heart today? If you want to know how to do that, just go to our website, um, wapitonnewlife.org. And it'll tell you all that you need to know on how to get saved. And then drop us a line saying, I gave my heart to Jesus today. Um, do that today on Facebook. I want Je- whatever you need to do. Um, or just say, I need Jesus in my life. Just put it in the, tag us with that and we will respond to you. All right? And um, we love you. And we want you to know our Jesus too. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for this message and the heritage that you have passed down for two thousand years and actually longer than that to us. And Lord Jesus, we thank you that you died on the cross for us so that we could be saved. I thank you, though, Lord, that those who are watching by home um, who don't know you That, Lord, you would come into their hearts, Lord, because all they have to do is say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins and come into my heart. Lord Jesus, save them, I pray. And, Lord, help them in their walk. And, Lord, I just thank you for everyone who's watched or heard my voice today. Bless them and keep them. And, Lord, make your face shine upon them and be gracious unto them. Lord, lift up your conscience upon them and give give them your peace. Thank you, Lord. Help us to walk in your grace this week and help us to share the gospel with others. My friends at home, we thank you that you could join us today. We will see you on Thursday night at six Thursday 6.30, not 6 Thursday, 6.30. This is why I love live. You get all the bloopers. Um, at 6.30. We look forward to seeing you then, and just watch—we're going to be doing—we're going to start using Facebook even more, um, just for the fun of it. All right. Well, God bless, and remember, the Lord loves you, and so do we.